Today's episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on earth using the fastest motorsport on earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing. Welcome to the Fast Brackets Podcast, where we highlight the cars and stars of top sportsmen and top dragster drag racing. I am one half of your hosting team, Rex Simmermaker, coming to you from the heart of Indianapolis, the racing capital of the world. And I'm J.P. Miller coming to you from rural Virginia. Guys and girls, this is episode 124. J.P. 124. Pretty, pretty amazing. We've got a lot of action to talk about this week. I mean, I would say our listeners should do one of two things. Either shut it down right now and not listen at all or buckle yourself in. There is a lot to go over. There's been a lot happening in the world, a lot happening in the drag race world. And man, I'm telling you, uh, I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again and and. Uh, I'm telling you, what's happened in our world over the last couple weeks is just ridiculousness. First of all, I've been telling you and telling you and telling you about this climate change stuff. It's a bunch of garbage. It's Bottom line, it's a bunch of garbage. There was another study that came out this week, and uh, there was a lot of data that was... Uh, pulled from this. There was a lot of data that was gone through, but this is the synopsis. I'm going to read it for you, JP, so you can tell me what this means. All This is the summary of this, uh, well, what is it, almost a 20-year study of climate change and CO2 levels. And so essentially what the climate activists say is they want the CO2 levels impacting temperature, right? This is This is what it says. All evidence resulting from the analysis suggests a unidirectional potential causal link with the temperature as the cause and CO2 as the effect. You know what that means is unidirectional means they can't tell whether it makes temperatures go up or temperatures go down. They don't know. All of this talk has been like CO2, CO2 bad, CO2 bad. It's not. They can't even define it as such. It's ridiculous. They keep pushing this on us. They make us drive these electric vehicles. Of course, the Department of Energy, uh, Biden's Department of Energy, had an electric vehicle caravan, right? They were going to tout the, I don't know if you saw this, JP, the EVs ran out of juice. They had to uh, stop the caravan that they were hyping up so much because the EVs couldn't get to the next stop. It was ridiculous. They had a big issue. And then our government, on top of that, lost an $80 million plane, JP. They lost the plane. Did you see this? Did you see that thing? It was down in South Carolina, I, I guess. I it's did. going. 
I did see that. Uh, I saw little blurbs of it, but I, that stuff don't do nothing but irritate me. So I try not to pay attention to a whole lot of it. Mostly, I wouldn't care. But then when they tell me they want to check out my six hundred and one dollar Venmos, I go, "Listen up! You lost an eighty million dollar plane." I don't want to hear from you about $602. I don't want to hear about that. So um, it, it does. I'm with you. It gets me highly irritated. There's a bunch of garbage. Uh, the CDD, CDC now just came out and said, oh, oh, by the way, the hydroxychloroquine that we were uh, touting as horse paste all those years, you know, like, oh, it was so bad, so bad. Guess what they did this week, JP? They came out on the CDC site and says, now hydrochloroquine is fine to use for COVID. If you have COVID, that's a good thing to use now. Just for the record, for three years, they just crushed everybody who thought that was a good idea. And this week they were like, yeah, it's fine. So, I mean, what I'm seeing every day is just ridiculousness. It makes me mad. It, it drives me crazy. Nobody in charge knows what they're doing. They have no idea, and it's insane, and uh, I, I don't like it one bit. I don't like the fact that we should look to the people in charge and find a bunch of morons. It's uh, it's insane. Yeah, it's but you got to figure. These people been in these positions 30, 40, 50 years and have never done anything of any substance uh, except for kind of line their pockets. So that's kind of what we're dealing with. Um I don't even know what to say about the climate thing. When, when has the climate not changed? Um, <laughs> right. It's, it's, there's a there's a there's a ebb and flow to everything, and it, anybody sitting around and thinking that we could even begin to have some kind of grasp or or complete understanding of something as powerful as the universe is crazy. It's because you insane. can't. Right. Yeah. And luckily, uh, nobody really approaches me with this uh, nonsense because I think they probably have a feel of how I'm going to react anyway. But I say all this because some of our listeners out there may get approached by some, uh, you know, environmental activist. And I want to give our listeners ammo when it comes time for somebody to attack you for having a loud race car that uh, you know, throw some snow smoke out there or a diesel and it's, you know, you're, you're rolling coal. Listen, there's a lot of ammo in your corner. And that's why I say it, JP. I say the craziness has to stop. The only good news, in my opinion, is that the drag racing world had an amazing week. Like, honestly, I think it had an amazing week this last uh, week. And we're going to get into that. We're going to get into a lot of good stuff. Um, so the world is crazy out there. The drag racing world is really good. It's, it had an amazing week. So we'll talk more about that. But one of the things we have to talk about, um, in terms of the drag racing world being really good is R and D promotions has, uh, or sorry, J and R promotions, um, has, has a big event coming up and, uh, talk about that. Yeah, uh, October 6th through the 8th at Maryland International Raceway, uh, we will be there doing the Quick 16. We'll, um, we'll be alongside the Northeast Outlaw Pro Mod Association, and also the Warrior Outlaw Series is going to be running there. Um, really big event. Uh, like I said, top sportsman format, 16-car um, qualified field. We got three grand up for grabs, uh, good number one qualifier, bonus money. 
Um, five hundred dollars for the number one qualifier. So if you want to come out and you think you can get that five hundred, we welcome you. Um, it's going to be a big, big event. Um, they're going to have they're going to have a couple jet cars and a couple wheel standers. It'll be plenty to do for the kids. Uh, family friendly environment. Um, I know that there's some other you know series running that weekend, and you know we kind of hate that it's on the same weekend, but it's really not anything that's in our control uh it's only so many dates to go around and you kind of got to take what the track gives you or you won't be putting on a race so if you're in proximity you got a top sportsman car and you want to come out and see what we're all about and come run um it's a great time uh we've kind of got bit by weather a little bit this year so we're hoping to get this one done and um you know crown crown at least one champion so i can give away some of these trailer checks i got all these trailer checks from the events that didn't happen that i gotta try to figure out something to do with but um yeah um october 6th through the 8th man jnr promotions uh top sportsman quick 16 presented by clayson construction um like i said everybody come on out man come to maryland international raceway you get to see some really fast cars really quality top sportsman cars uh, really fast pro mods. Um, if you like the small tire stuff, the Warrior Outlaw series is a really, really good series. Um, there'll be a lot of great, great things going on. Um, I'll be running around. Uh, I usually try to throw some t-shirts and hats and swag and stuff like that that I get from, you know, some of the companies that support me up into the crowd in between qualifying rounds. So need to need to pack it with fans and pack it with race cars so we can put on a good show and show these people that drag racing is still alive and, and it's the best bang for your buck man i i'm excited for you uh first of all i know you do a really nice job with the what is your segment of it which is the top sportsman group i mean you pay three grand to win right you have 16 car field it's um, a really solid event you do a nice job with the number one qualifier you have a bunch of gear that's great um, but also, I mean, Maryland, great track. Also, Northeast Pro Mod, we know it's going to be prepped well. Also, that Warrior Series that is is really pretty fun to watch as well. They do a really nice job with how they're organized. I, I mean, honestly, you throw in a jet car, that's a heck of a series. Like, if you had another name for it, you would call that a heck of a series. Pro Mods, Top Sportsman, uh, Small Tire, Outlaw type stuff, a jet car let's go man let's go yeah definitely definitely a good time man it's 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 always fun and it's always enjoyable running alongside those two organizations it it gets uh and the way we structure it we run on the same schedule as the promise so there's no you know there's no big big downtime and waiting and right you know you don't really get pushed back because promise go up the run and while they're in the lanes, they call top sportsman up the run. We run like right after them. So it, it, it works out pretty good. The track is always on kill. Um, if you want to come there and go fast or let it all hang out, you, you definitely going to have a surface to do it on. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it, you know, uh, it's, it's always a great time and it, it would be cool to be able to do more of that as far as with, with those two organizations um, and kind of, you know, well, you had it set a earlier thing. in the year, right? And then you got some weather at Maple Grove. But uh, I think this is yeah. this is setting up to be a really great event. It could be a really great event. Yeah, we uh, 
Yeah, Maple Grove event probably would have been a really good event if if we could have uh, if we could have got that one done. And uh, I actually in the beginning of the year we we actually well the whole East Coast got washed out. Uh, we actually had um, a bunch of weather come in and destroyed the first weekend of our first race, the Door Wars mm-hmm. race at Maryland. So it it, it was yeah, it, it's just been weather has just wreaked havoc on jnr this year so i'm due for a break so <laughs> hopefully hopefully i'll catch a break and we'll get some uh we'll, well get I'm, some good racing in yeah i'm excited for you i think that'd be a great event and you do a really nice job so if you're not racing at the pdri event go go check out uh, jnr promotions and and uh get your but in there with the top sportsman uh group that jp's putting together it's a it's a really great event um I was gonna say also they are they're paying um they also have top ET mod and I think juniors and they're paying really well in all three of those classes too. So if you have a you know top ET car or footbrake car or you got a junior or you got a top sportsman car and your kid has a junior, there's there's gonna be something for everybody to do there. So bring them out. Yep, bring them out. Hey, um, JP, along that line, we have a great guest coming up. Uh, Jamie Fowler is with us. He is uh, on a roll in Top Sportsman as well. Uh, so get to doing whatever it is that you do while you listen to the show. Make your commute, clean the shop, work on that old heap. But metaphorically speaking, get your helmet on, get strapped in, because here we go. All right, let's put this thing in the water box. Let's get them hot. Let's talk about the biggest story in drag racing, J.P. Miller. And that is, that comes from the Worldwide Technology Raceway. I'll, I mean, it just it's just infuriating for me to say that. It's Gateway Raceway in St. Louis. That's where the million-dollar race was held. And your winner was Donnie Hagar doing it in style. Um, really the greatest story in drag racing. And I'm going to tell you exactly why. My man, Donnie, uh, from Michigan, I don't know exactly where in Michigan, but he's a younger guy, not uh, incredibly deep pockets, put his Vega on an open trailer, threw his tent in the back of the truck, did not have enough money to enter the early races, where, you know, the warm-up races for 50000 25000 30000 He had enough to enter the million dollar race. That's what he had. He rolls in, uh, what I'm understanding is Friday morning, the day of the race, uh, with his tent in the back of the truck. He has a no box Vega, JP. um, Dialed, I think 620s is what I remember. um, And was flat nasty. Um, uh, I think, hold on, I'm looking at a picture now. He's dialed 637. So he's dialed 637, no box car, and he wins the million dollar race on an open trailer with a tent. And it is flat out amazing that he did that. Um, and I, I don't know what your reaction is, JP, but my reaction is this is the greatest thing that's happened to drag racing in a long, long why. And the reason is this. You and I were talking about it off the air a week or so ago. Sometimes, even at bracket races, man, you and I have decent stuff. We have decent equipment. We have 
a lot of money and we have hundreds of thousands of dollars wrapped up in our programs. And sometimes when we roll in, we feel like we are paupers. I mean, we feel like we are in the the low rent section. I mean, I do. I don't know about you, JP, sometimes, but I do. I'm like, whoa. I, and I feel a little outclassed with all the rigs and the guys that roll out five different dragsters and they're double enter the whole pack. And you go, how do you compete with that guy? Well, Donnie Hagar, no relation to Sammy and that I know of, went absolutely crazy on anybody with a stacker and a and a uh, you know a twin screw you name it he said trailers do not win neither do dragsters and neither do you if you've got a button in that thing i'm letting go off the bottom and knocking it down he was amazing i i watched the recap it was double o every time i think he was five in the final dead one or something like that i mean it was it was nasty, stacked on nasty, stacked on nasty. And I think it couldn't be better for drag racing. Yeah, it's a great story, man. My man rolls up, like you said, 1500 Chevrolet open trailer, Vega on the back of it, tent, camping out, can't even come for the whole weekend, comes for one day and, and wins the thing. And that's got to be... It just goes to show, man, in bracket racing, it, 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 that that levels the playing field. Because it's like you said, those trailers and, you know, the the big toter homes and stacker trails, all that stuff is nice. And I would love to have some of it, but it don't win races. I mean, it it does not win races at all. It's, it's you know, and this man just, just proved that he shows up in that world and he, he just flat ran over top of them. Um, he came through just getting through the no box out of that ladder before they even combine it right was an accomplishment because it's nothing but hitters over there because no no average and it's not to take anything away from anybody but your average no box guy is not going to just go to the million i mean if, if if they're at the million and they're running no box they're probably pretty damn good mm. racing. Mm-hmm. so that's just a testament to how good of a racer that this guy is and uh mm-hmm. I think it's awesome, man. Uh, when I seen the story, I couldn't do nothing but chuckle. I was like, man, that that's one of the best things that could have happened, man. It just feel like drag racing is like at an all-time high right now. Um, and I hope it stays stays this way, man. I hope we ride this thing to the wheels fall off because it, it just it just feels like the the sport is is really kind of trending back to its heyday. Um, we got more work to do though. We got to get more fans in the stands, but it feels like it's going that way. Well, JP, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't the million, right? Because the million I, I think is two grand to enter or something like that. But one of the early races at that event had almost eight hundred entries. I think it was for the the fifty thousand dollar race or something. I mean, it was almost yeah, yeah. eight hundred entries for that. Uh, you know, for that race. So, I mean, obviously, it wasn't quite that many for Friday's event. That said. It, it's amazing. I mean, and, you know, your point about drag racing heyday, I think there are some things that are really coming to us. One is that drag racing of all the different motorsports is probably the most reasonable to get into. Uh, I mean, it, it's hard to believe sometimes when we <laughs> spend the money we have to spend in order to just get to a track and race. That said, it is the most reasonable because mostly we're not beating up each other's stuff. 
right? We're just staying in each other's lane and going straight. And that means you don't have to, uh, you know, redo fenders and quarter panels and all the stuff every week. But um, so I think we are getting some of that lift given where the economy's at. But um, it, man, almost 800 entries and having, you know, just the people he went through on the on the no box side and then, you know, kept doing it, kept doing it against anybody who had a button and or a delay box. And you just go give this guy some credit. I mean, literally, I'm looking at the picture right now and it's it's the perfect thing for for bracket racing. I mean, he he showed up. He's got this uh, looks to be like an early 90s Chevy pickup truck. It's got rust all over it. Open open trailer, a tent. He doesn't even have a he doesn't even put a hood on his Vega, and he's killing dudes and and rolled home with over two hundred gur JP. Yeah, you think you'll buy a hood for the Vega? <laughs> I doubt it. I wouldn't. If I was him, I would keep little going. A little, bon, little bit of Bondo for the tow rig. I mean, right. I might, right. I might buy a new pickup, I guess. But outside of that, I mean, why mess I, with hey, a good look, thing? Have you priced a new pickup oh, lately? Yeah, that that'll probably grand is you gonna knock a big dent. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't roll that way either. I mean, it's all used <laughs> yeah. stuff for me. But I mean, I might upgrade yeah. from a '92 to like a you know 2012 or something i don't know you know like i don't know man <laughs> truck market is bad man, man. might get a is, 97 that is <laughs> right yeah right 92 <laughs> to a 93 yeah it's, <laughs> dude they yeah, screwed yeah. the truck market all the way yeah, up you ain't, oh. <laughs> you ain't wrong there at all but uh no i think it's really really good for drag racing i had no idea i follow the bracket racing world a little bit um obviously never heard of the guy that doesn't mean he's not good he obviously is very very good it just means it didn't come on my radar and uh he absolutely wrecked him in st louis yeah i think from what i understand he's pretty he's pretty hot in his local sure local yeah deal. i think i think that's what i heard was said but yeah but he i mean either way uh, he, he's definitely he definitely that that's not a fluke that he did what he did At, so he's no absolutely not Congrats to Donnie Hagar and his uncle Sammy. That's not true. There's no way related, but it would be awesome. If, it was. if Sammy got the man riding around with an open stroller, fifteen hundred, I right. Never mind. We ain't even go. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hate on all Van Hagar from now on. All right. Good job, Donnie Hagar. All right. Let's put this thing in the beams, guys, girls. On with us now from Columbia, South Carolina. He's your most recent winner in the PDRA Elite Top Sportsman Division. Please welcome Jamie Fowler. Jamie, welcome to the show and congrats on uh, getting it done and getting in the winner circle last weekend. Thank you, Rex. I greatly appreciate it, buddy. And, and thank you for the opportunity to be here. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm proud of it. And, and man, I greatly appreciate you having me on. Well, you earned it, my man. You earned it. That for anybody who pays any attention to the PDRA and uh, any type of top sportsman or top dragster racing, they know if you win an elite top sportsman, you have done something because the list of guys that can go out there and win on any weekend is impressive, and you got it done. I mean, tell us, tell us how that feels, man. <laughs> I'm still living a little bit on cloud nine. I, I guess I get to live this high until we get to Glot. 
until we get to that final round. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, it's a swing of emotions. Man, you work so hard, you know, uh, and, and, and we all know, listen, this is a huge financial investment. Um, but when you work so hard and so long for something and then it actually happens, um, it's a very surreal moment. Uh, we got, man, when I got down there at the end of the track, I just had to sit in my car for a minute, you know, and just reflect that we finally made it here. Um, you know, as you alluded to, man, elite top sportsman in the PDRA is the best of the best. You know, um, when I started this venture and, and wanted to run with these guys uh, about five years ago, um, I basically wanted to compare myself. You know, I wanted to see where I stacked up with the best in the world. Um, you know, we and, and I'm not knocking anybody's series or anything like that, but it is what it is. PDRA is the fastest and the elite top sportsman field is the fastest top sportsman field in the country, bar none. Um, when you're out there running pro nitrous numbers, uh, and you're shaving off mile an hour and finish line racing, uh, we're obviously not just letting off the button and, and just running it to the finish line. Uh, the races are one off the finish line, but they can be low. I mean, the races are one off the start line, but they can very easily be lost at the finish line. Um, so, so you have to drive both ends of the track. And, and like I said, but man, when we first started this deal, I want to see where I stacked up against the best. You know, and obviously we had highs and we had lows. And sure, there were moments that I second-guessed it. And I was like, damn, am I just out of my league? You know, can I not run with these guys? You know, am I not good enough to run with these guys? And like I said, we've come close several times. Um, you know, we've, we've had a couple runner-up finishes or made it to the finals, um, but just never could get the deal closed for whatever reason. And, uh, man, it's, it's a Cinderella story. I know that sounds cheesy and cliche, but listen, man, it, it was my home track, uh, my home sponsor's track, PD Fleet, out of Hartsville, South Carolina. Um, Gene Fulton was there. Obviously, everybody knows I run Fulton uh, competition or Fulton engines. Um, everyone was there. This was our home racetrack, and, and it just all came together. Uh, my teammate, it, it was awesome. Yet again in the story, my teammate, Buddy Perkson, uh, Buddy sets up and tunes my car. He and I have been teamed up now for, for a couple years, and it was awesome that he was able to qualify number one, and I qualified number eight, which was great for both teams because, therefore, we were on opposite sides of the ladder, and there was no way until we got to the finals, you know, we would, we would see each other. Um, so it was a win-win for the whole team. You know, Buddy and I both share an LAT sponsorship, which is Danny Vodka um, out of California, and, and LAT is the best lubricant on the market. I know everybody brags about theirs, but I can assure you it's scientific fact proven that LAT is the best. Um, and like I said, it was home track for, for multiple sponsors. You know, my Gophers Utilities Company, they're out of North Carolina. Um, you know, Darlington's kind of a local track for them as well. Advanced Prosthetics, CNC Chemical out of Asheville. Uh, North Carolina. Um, so, so it was a, it was a Cinderella story for all. And, and I was just super glad I was able to make everybody proud and, and finally succeed, you know, and, and it made me feel like, you know, it was all, it was not all for nothing and damn it, we can compete and we're going to compete. Um, we're not going to be a class builder. So, um, I know I was kind of long winded there and I apologize. Absolutely not. My man, that was fantastic. Uh, and you, you, made mention you said it's a cinderella story and i don't know if yeah. all of our listeners understand why that is so 
Um, if you would take us way back, take us to your childhood and, and take us to why this is such a big deal for you, the people in your camp, your sponsors, everybody. Why, why is this such a big deal, Jamie? Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, for, for everyone who's listening, who, who may not know me or may have not heard of my story in the past, um, when I was two years old, um, I contracted paralytic polio, um, and paralytic polio, I contracted it in the 19, early 1970s. It was eradicated from the United States. However, uh, there was a vaccine and I was getting ready to get, you know, to go into my kindergartner years, you know, as a child. And I had to get all my vaccinations up to date, had to get all these shot records up to date to begin school. Well, I get my shots and all this and that, and I basically, I contracted polio, paralytic polio, through the vaccine. Uh, there was a, there's a documentary out there if anybody ever wants to go look at it on YouTube. Um, but uh, I was one in 2.1 million odds that the vaccine could actually give you polio instead of, you know, helping, you know, get your vaccination shots. So, but the doctors and everyone knew that the, the good outweighed the bad, okay? So one in 2.1 million odds, well, unfortunately, I used up all my lottery luck on, on that deal. Um, so uh, I've lived life in reverse. Uh, my polio had gotten to the point that it basically had put me in a wheelchair, okay? Um, and I was in a wheelchair up till I was about 13 years old. And I was actually admitted into the Greenville Shriners Hospital, or uh, Shriners Hospital in Greenville, South Carolina. I was admitted in the hospital. So I go in on my 13th birthday, and I roll in in a wheelchair. Uh, I lived in the hospital system for about two and a half years. And when I was discharged from the hospital, through reconstructive surgery and through rehabilitation, um, I was able to come out of the hospital uh, on uh, like an old lady walker with tennis balls. Um, and then I actually, you know, kind of through more rehab, I kind of, you know, advanced to the cup crutches, you know, to where the cups are on the, on the back of your forearms. Mm. Um, and then, you know, today, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm 47 years old, but I walk with a little bit of a limp. Uh, and, and a lot of people know that, but they just don't know how I got the limp. So it just kind of seemed fitting that uh, a really good friend of mine, uh, Stacy Hall, who is uh, also works at Fulton Race Engines, but Stacy is a, is a um, very well known racer. Uh, Stacy dubbed me with the nickname Pimpin' and Limpin', man, <laughs> early in the early in the IHRA days. And for some reason, you know how nicknames are. Nicknames will stick. It only takes you one screw up to get a nickname, and you will live the rest of your life with that nickname. Yes, sir. So, That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You can you can back yeah. trucks all your life, right? But uh, anyway, You're right. You're right. You screw up one time. No, I'm with you. But uh, so with with that being said, man, I live life in reverse. You know, I know a lot of people. You know, you live life with uh, you know all these opportunities, or you're a great uh, athlete, and then you have some kind of freak accident that happens, and it takes these opportunities away from you. Okay, well, well, the way I live, I live my life in reverse, okay? So, so I, would, I never had these opportunities as a young adult. And, you know, thank goodness for Shriners Hospital and, you know, all the doctors and nurses and the rehabs. So, so my opportunities are coming at me later in life, okay? 
So I never could be that star athlete, the baseball, football player, wrestler. I never could do it. Okay, so so I love drag racing. I love horsepower. Um, I've loved it all my life. My dad raced, you know, growing up, but I never could. And then I, I had this opportunity um, that I seen this opportunity in racing that that's a sport that I can do. And for those, you know, three, 3.7, 3.8 seconds that I'm in that car, when we shut the door, I'm just as equal as the next man in the other lane. Okay, mm-hmm. my physical condition or my physical handicap does not hold me back. So, so when we shut the door, we're equal. We're on a level playing field. Um, so, so that's just really what drawn me to it. And then just like every other racer, you know what I'm saying? The adrenaline, the passion for it, um, you know, everything it takes to, to, to pull it all together. Um, now, my car, um, all my cars throughout the years, <clears throat> I've had several cars. Um, I've had a Tommy Mooney 63 Corvette. Um, I've had some local built cars. My car that I run now um, is a, is a Jerry, 69 Jerry Bickle car. Um, all my cars have been modified. Okay, so if anyone ever looks inside my car, I do not have hand controls. However, I, I drive with my left foot and a handbrake. So if anyone ever looks mm. in my car, you'll see a brake pedal. You see, you see a brake pedal, but that brake pedal is actually my throttle. Um, okay. And then I have a handbrake. And then I have a handbrake in the center, just just like a normal handbrake. So it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of circus acts that go on <laughs> between burning out, backing up, staging, and sending it. Uh, so so there's a lot that goes on on the inside. I I can imagine. So yeah, all the car is uh, mostly the same, but um, handbrake yep. instead of a foot brake, yep. and uh, the brake pedal is converted to the gas pedal for you right because you're pretty much your left yes. foot is is really the healthy uh healthy right. foot there okay yep. gotcha gotcha that's yep. that's fantastic yep. jamie and i i swear to you um i'm never going to complain about my hip uh hurting or my back being an issue that's not true i will complain about it but i'm going to feel really bad uh <laughs> when i do because um yeah i mean when i just think back i mean i just think back when i was uh, you know, complaining about getting zits on my face and, and the, uh, homecoming queen wouldn't go out with me. I mean, you know, you were, you were in the hospital. So, um, you know, those, uh, it, it puts a lot of things in perspective and, and the, uh, sure. the, the great Roy Simmermaker used to tell me, you know, drag racing is a lifetime sport and that's why, you know, uh, it's good. And so, man, I'm hearing you're having the success you're having it, it, really just does light me up. I, I love it. And um, I'm so, so happy for you getting it done in front of you in your home track and the whole deal. I mean, amazing, right? Yep. Oh man. It was, it was awesome. I mean, like I said, you know, um, we, we, we told ourselves we would, you know, live it for 24 hours and then we would come back to reality because now we're hungry, you know, um, yeah. now that I, now that we know for a fact we can do it. Um, that's obviously our goal. You know, you got to get one before you get two, you know, so, sure. so step one is over, check the box, you know, now, now, now we got to just go out and, and prove to everyone that it's not a fluke. Um, you know, it, 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 it's, which none of it was given. I mean, I don't know if you look back at the stats, um, we, we had to work hard for that deal and, and Rex, just like you alluded to buddy, everybody knows that, you know, the PDRA is a stacked field. Um, if you look at every round to the finals, past first round, 
every round was a previous multi-world, multi-world champion. Um, and that's, that's the type of competition you have in those 16 cars. Um, if you qualify in that field, there are no give-me's. Um, there, are, there are no give-me's. There are no class fillers. Um, anybody from number one to number 16, if you make that field, you, you are very well capable of taking it home. Um, and you have to be on your game. Uh, this is no joke. Uh, they will send you packing early. And, and I'm not just talking about letting go of the button. You better know what you're doing on the other end as well. Um, you, you've got to drive both ends of the track. Jim, tell us a little bit about the combo. I know this is uh, this car was um, – Sure. You bought this car out this year, right? Was it, or was it in the uh, last year? In in the last year, JV, I brought it out. Uh, World Finals, World Finals was our first, you know, outing in this car. Um, th- the car that I campaign currently right now, um, like I said, the '69 Jerry Bickle car. Um, it was Chris Rainey's uh, X Pro Nitrous car. Um, okay. Chris Rainey, uh, obviously, you know, he gets a new car every couple of years. Um, and so this was, this was one of the cars he was going to retire from pro nitrous. Um, and so we just stepped it up. Uh, I had a great Corvette. It was just, you know, I ran that Corvette for three or four years and it was just my preference. Just wanted a newer car. That's all it was. Um, but our combination we run, um, we are currently running a, uh, 903, uh, with Schweitzer dynamics. Uh, we're running fuel injection with the Motec system. Uh, we do run a Mark Mickey Turbo 400 three-speed, um, and, and I am, and we are running a lockup. Um, JP, you, you know yourself, buddy. you you got to be able to run sub-threes if you want to make this elite field. Um, oh, yeah. There, I, think, I, I think it was a couple years ago that we had the first ever all three-second field. Now, yeah. um, it, it's about every every place that we go, the competition has gotten so stiff. No matter yeah. where we go, it's it's damn near in all three second field everywhere we go. I mean, look, I went three what three eighty seven was what I qualified with at uh, one ninety five, and I was the number eight qualifier. Um, I think Buddy went three seventy two. I think Buddy qualified number one with a three seventy two. So uh, it's no joke out there. This, like I said, the water is warm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who all? Uh, <laughs> it's definitely warm. Uh, Hot, actually. Who all? Uh, who all helps you out on this deal? I know you said you uh, you run Fulton Power and uh, got a couple yeah. couple other people to help you out. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, I mean, you know, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Buddy Perkinson uh, um, is out of Virginia. I think you know everybody up there. Uh, that whole family, yeah. man. I, I've kind of been I've been teamed up with them for a couple years now. Uh, Buddy does all my chassis setups. Um, he, he, he actually does all my tuning. Now, I mean, you know, we, we do have Brandon and, and Schweitzer Dynamics. We do have him as an asset or a resource, um, but, but, but Brandon doesn't tune my car, but he does all the tuning. Um, I've got a crew guy that's up there in Virginia. His name is Bo Driscoll. Um, Bo actually crews for me, and, and he helps me turn this car around, you know, immaculate every pass. You know, I mean, when they call us, we're on the ground, we're ready to roll, to, and everything's turned around. Um, we've all been in the battles, you know. I mean, listen, we've hurt the motor twice this year, um, you know, trying some new things and, 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 and just didn't work out for us. Um, but like I said, man, I've got a whole slew of people, my wife, my daughter, I've got family members, my parents, um, I've got some local friends here at the house that help me tremendously. Um, you know, whenever in between races here at the house, um, 
man, you know how racing is. It's a whole family. Um, I mean, yes, you know the Creeshmans. Uh, I got, you know, Worm. Everybody calls him Worm, but Jeremy Creeshman. Shout out to Jeremy Creeshman. Spud, Michael White. I mean, it's a, uh, you know, Stacy Hall obviously does all my motors, but but Stacy's obviously always there for me at the racetrack. So, I mean, obviously it's a team effort. Uh, you know, to run a car at this caliber um, and turn these things around and bracket race them, um, it's it's a feat. And it does, and it's, and it's, there's no I in team. Um, it takes right. a team to, to keep this thing going. Not, not just physical labor, bud, but I mean, hell, financially. You know, um, oh, yeah. I said before, you know, PD Fleet, I got PD Fleet as my major sponsor. Um, you know, I got Gophers Utilities out of North Carolina. I've had Advanced Prosthetics. I have CNC Chemical out of Asheville. Um, you know, uh, 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 multiple, multiple. Uh, everyone knows, you know what I'm saying? They're just multiple partners that help us tremendously. Whether it be with parts, um, LAT, Racing Oils out of California, they're huge for us. Um, they keep Buddy and I, you know, they keep our motors safe. Uh, we run all their lubricants, whether it's in the motor, the transmission, the ring and pinion. Um, they they keep us, you know, healthy. Um, but, yeah, man, it, it, it's a team effort, bud. I, and I hope I haven't left anybody out, but, but – I couldn't be here without everybody's help. That's for sure. All right. So without giving, without giving too much away on your strategy, what do you, so when you talk a lot about finish line driving, obviously, you know, we got to do that even in top sportsmen. Do you, uh, do you, sure. do you hold a little bit in eliminations or you don't have to say if you don't want to, or do you, <laughs> or do well, you keep it now pretty I, honest or. Uh, well, it, uh, let's see, how can I put this? I'm not going to say I'm a master at it because, hell, this is the first one I've won, so let's not put me in the master status. But uh, you dial according to your opponent. Um, it's just like any kind of football coach coaching a football team, right? You have right. a game plan per that opposite team that you're playing. Mm -hmm. um, so so you try if, – if you're a student of the sport, then you study other people's um, – routine mm -hmm. you know uh and, and and i mean listen it's a game it's 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 you know you got to read the rule book i mean now you can go out there and dial them up and dial them on it and roll with it you can definitely do that 100 percent um but sometimes you got to save the car the car may not always save you you know right. um so so it's, it's definitely a combination package you know just like you know you you do it yourself bud and and I mean you can you can win them and lose them at the starting line, but you can also win them and lose them at the finish line. Yeah, <laughs> right. I just <laughs> I can't go that fast. So I just w always wondered when you when you're going that fast how that how that worked out. I mean I kind of figured, but I, I always just wondered would would guys be holding a little bit or would they keep it down pretty honest? Because y'all y'all are moving, man. I didn't been beside a couple y'all in, in testing and like. I'm going yeah. into high gear and all I see is your shoots. And I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's like, I look over, like, I look over, like, I put on the free stage and I look over and then <laughs> it's like the last time I see the car until, <laughs> you know, we get off the track. Yeah. So I just, <laughs> yeah. And if you, like I said, if you watch them, JP, if you watch them, bud, um, and, and you look at the qualifying sheets and you see about where everybody's mile an hour is, you can look and pay attention whether somebody's holding or dialing up or, hold, you know, holding a couple right. in their pocket. Um, believe, yeah. believe it or not, man, believe it or not, I, I can assure you 
uh, there are some damn good finish line racers in in this uh, in this organization. Um, oh like yeah, I'm not a master. I'm a yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a master of it by no means at all. Um, I, I feel like that that my car and everything's starting to come to me. Like you know when when we talk about the finish line racing, when I first started this deal, I'm like you. I'm like how in the hell. At 197 miles an hour, am I supposed to slow it down <laughs> seven or eight miles an hour? Like, like you want me to go down there and, and slow it down? You, you know, and not lock this thing up and wreck it? Like, you know, you know. So, so I mean, it, it took a little while, bud. I mean, it, it's just like everything else, man. It's, I think that it's a skill set you have to learn. Um, uh, uh, like I said, I, I'm, I've been fortunate enough. Um, if, if, if memory serves me correct. Uh, I think uh, we look back at maybe third round uh, in the semis. Um, if you look back at, at the ET and stuff, uh, I actually slowed it down about 1300 and and I killed it seven mile an hour. Um, I think we went a 384 and I lifted at 367 in the run. Um, but you gotta, you know, just that's knowing your car and knowing what the other driver's doing. Um, yeah. it, believe it or not, man, even though we're almost 200 mile an hour and obviously buddy's over 200. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, we're looking out the window <laughs> that, that, yeah. that's, that's really, that, I mean, we're looking, I mean, you know, we, we are looking and paying attention. Um, like I said, you gotta have confidence in the car and you gotta have, you gotta have confidence in your ability as a driver too, because I mean, at, at 200 mile an hour, you know, or, or 197, 198, Man, if you lose that momentum and you kill it, you're not going to get it back. Um, and, and when you're talking about, you know, four, five, and six systems on these motors, um, obviously, man, we can't crack the throttle and then whack it. You know, we can't go down there whacking it on somebody because, I mean, these systems come back in. We're going to destroy a motor and launch a hood scoop. Um, yeah. So, so it's, it, it's, it's definitely a method. And, and, and man, listen, I, I've got one of the best in the business that, that I've been fortunate enough to, that, that's a mentor under him. Um, and, and I'm, I'm very, uh, very appreciative of, of what I've learned in the past few years. And, and obviously I, I want to learn more, you know, um, it's, it's challenging, it's challenging, but, but like Rex said at the beginning of this show, man, if you can win over here with these guys, you've done something. Um, man. Because any given any given day, one of these guys can can load you on the trailer. Yes, sir. It's it's so true. It's so true. Um, and Jamie, longtime listeners of the show will uh, tell you that I'm I always bring this back to Top Gun being the greatest bracket racing uh, movie of all time. When they say, you know, when he says, <laughs> "I'm gonna I'm gonna slow down and bring him close," and then I'm gonna hit the brakes and let him fly yeah. right by. And uh, that's yep. that's all I could hear when you were telling that story about. <laughs> that's all that was in my brain. Listen, so. if we're gonna use the Top Gun analogy, which I love, right? This is coming from the same movie, right? No, oh, follow me for a second. You with me? Uh, absolutely. Right? Don't don't think. Just do. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> if you think you're dead, that's a. <laughs> if, if you think if you think about it too late, that's if right. you have to think about it and process it. You're too late. You're done. Yep. Gutsiest move I've ever seen, Mav. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, oh, yeah, it's, uh, that's all I can hear. All right, let's get this thing back on track. All right. So Jamie, <laughs> sure. you win at your home track. It's obviously a big deal. You've worked uh, a long time in your life. You've overcome obstacles. Most people 
cannot even fathom. Tell us about what the winter circle, what the celebration looks like. I mean, who's all there? What do we do? It's uh, champagne. Is it uh, milkshakes? What What do we do to celebrate? And how, how do we get? How do we you know feel like man? How, how about this? We hoisted that trophy. Oh yeah, um, it was a surreal moment. Uh, goosebumps. Um, just you know, living in the moment, it, and, and it made you feel so proud that that I, I feel like I've done it the right way. When every racer that I competed against, every person, you know, even through eliminations was there at the winner's circle. Everyone congratulated me. Some of them met us on the return road, was passing out beers. Um, we definitely had the champagne. Uh, you know, it, it, it was, uh, you know, obviously the first one was a little bit uh, uh, overboard, <laughs> um, which was awesome and well-deserved. Um, which obviously I've told my team, I greatly appreciate this, but, but now that we've got the first one, you know, when we get the next one, uh, we need to act like we've been there before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, man, it was, it was so screwed up, brother. Let me tell you, we come back on the return road and we're pushing the car. We stopped by the tech trailer and we turn in our contingency form. Right. And my wife, I gave it to my wife and I thought my wife filled it out. And I, she said, here, sign this. So I signed it. I thought my wife done everything. When we turn in the contingency form to the, to the official standing right there, and he says, Jamie, you want to get paid? And I said, what do you mean? <laughs> he said, I said, well, my wife gave you the form. He said, yeah, but you just signed it. Nothing's filled out. I looked at my wife, and I said, honey, you didn't fill nothing out. She said, hell, we ain't never won before. I didn't know we were supposed to fill something out. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with it, man. Them wins are hard to come by, <laughs> When you when you get your second one, man, carry on like it's your first one, cause they hard to come by. You hey. gotta you gotta live in that moment, yeah, man. man. Yeah, man. <laughs> cause they say they say now I got I got a real good buddy, man, and and I'm gonna shout out to Spud while I'm on here. Spud says that when you get the first monkey off your back on the first one, the other ones are are to come. So I'm I'm a hold true to that. Um, you know, uh, obviously we're living on a high, bud. We're going to go into Galat and, you know, obviously we're going, you know, we're going to try to prove ourselves again, you know, um, and, and we'll see where we shake out. Well, uh, I love it. Um, congrats. It's a huge deal, obviously. And JP, I haven't done this in a long time and it's not because we haven't had good guests, but mostly because I just uh, kind of forget about it. But Jamie obviously absolutely earned the podcast certification this time. So Jamie Fowler, you are podcast certified. That means you get to come back on the show whenever for whatever reason. So you are certified, my man, and uh, appreciate you so much. And congrats. That's a man. uh, So fired up for you. Big, big deal. And I know you're, uh, you're going to keep it rolling. Yes, sir. That's that. That is a plan. And Rex, JP, look, man, thank y'all for what all y'all do, man. Thank you for the podcast. I mean, you know, it, this is all a, a sport we all love. And, and, you know, man, this this is a small circle we live in. But to have have shows like this right here, you know, to recognize and give someone the opportunity to tell their story. I mean, I just you know, I want to say I greatly appreciate it. And thank you so much for the invite. Uh, you're welcome, man. We Listen, just try to. Yeah, you earned it, brother. You earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. We try to keep the light on the top sportsmen and top dragster races, man, because we don't always get the shine that we think we deserve. So we try to make sure that, uh, you know, 
that we get the light, especially Top Sports, man, because you know what without Top Sports, it wouldn't be no pro mod. So I think everybody forgets that. This is absolutely this is true. This this, this is true, bro. This is true. And and like I said, man, thank you for everything you do. And and I know you from you promote a couple races, don't you, JP? You had seen a couple races that you promoted? Yeah, I I try to do a couple uh like two or three quick sixteens a year. Um yeah, we got one coming up. Unfortunately, it's on the same date as PDR a lot, but it's kind of that type of stuff's kind of out of my control. So, I'm hoping sure. one day sure. we could we can get it to where it'll be different, and I can get you know get some more guys because we do we do a pretty good program, man. It's pretty solid. Um, it's a lot of fun. Sure. Um, so hope hoping hopefully one day I can get it to where it's not conflicting with something major going on so everybody can enjoy both series because if it wasn't for that i would be in galat but i gotta be in maryland so i'll probably see you okay. at vmp <laughs> yes right. yes world finals yes sir yep. we will be there yes well, sir guys girls that was the great jamie fowler with his coming off his big win at uh, darlington in pdra jamie keep it rolling we're uh, fired up and rooting for you and uh, the newly minted podcast certified uh, Jamie Fowler as well. So congrats and go Thank get him, sir. Bye, buddy. Thank you so much. And and you got my numbers. Y'all reach out if there's anything I can do for y'all. And listen, if, if there's anyone out there listening, um, if, if you have any type of physical condition or handicap, listen, never, never let anyone tell you you cannot do something. You hear me? I mean, because I'm living proof that there's a will, there's a way. And if you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. If you don't, you'll make excuses. So feel free to reach out. We can put my number out. I'll be glad to talk to anyone. Um, come speak with anyone or, or anyone's more than welcome to come visit with us. Um, like I said, my motivation is, is to help others in the same situation as myself. I love it. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes, and uh, Go get them. And guys, girls, you can check out the Facebook page. We'll have some links to Jamie if uh, if you do feel like you want to follow up with him directly. But, uh, Jamie, other than that, congrats, brother. Go yep. get him, and uh, we will we'll have you back. We'll have you back on whenever you want because now it's uh, it's in your hands. You're, you're certified. You can come back when you want. Absolutely, buddy. Let's do it. All right, brother. Today's half-track report is brought to you by DragRaceLawyer.com. For all your high horsepower legal needs, get with Ed Harney at DragRaceLawyer.com. JP, we've got some action. Obviously, we had Jamie Fowler on, the winner of the elite top sportsman division in Darlington, South Carolina for the PDRA. What else happened in Darlington? Yeah, like I said, uh, Rex, uh, Jamie picked up the win over Buddy Perkinson um, in the Top Sportsman 32. Uh, two guys that are no strangers to going rounds. It was Nick Maloney over Robbie Crenshaw. Um, top dragster, we had Brian Anderson uh, over Frank Falter, an elite top dragster. And in the 32 car field, uh, it was Nick Revis over Cameron Mack. Cameron Manuel, excuse me. So um, that was what went down in Darlington PDRA race. And congratulations to all the winners and runner-up and everybody who made the trek to Darlington. Yeah, that was uh, that obviously was a great event. And, um, man, they they just put on such a great show. And I know that track has really come around and uh, do, doing great things down there. So that's good. 
Um, the other stuff that happened, uh, we're gonna go back to the National Hot Rod Association, and uh, those guys went to Tulsa uh, for the divisional. Um, I think this is the biggest uh, storyline from that is that on the top dragster side, Dane Ward won one half of the double in top dragster. Ross Larice wins the other half of the uh, double in top dragster. And then Mike Moorhead said, thanks for showing up. Appreciate you all coming, but I will be taking the hardware. I'll be taking the Wally Parks trophy both races this weekend. Uh, Tulsa, I, if I remember right, Mike is uh, from the Oklahoma area. Tulsa is probably his home track or at least a place he's had some familiarity with. And he gets it done over Bob Galiddy in both finals. Uh, Bob qualifies number one both times, goes to the final both times. But Mike was not to be denied. So Mike Moorhead gets both Wallies. He's won three divisionals and won two in one weekend. So nicely done. We probably needed to get him on the show um, and talk about doubling up because that's got to be an amazing deal too. So And he's got a, a really slick setup and a great-looking car and the whole thing. So um, congrats to Mike Moorhead. Congrats to Dane Ward, Ross, Ross Larice, and, um, and everybody else who, who got it done that week. So then, JP, the... NHRA had the big show in Charlotte last weekend and uh, competed both top sportsman and top dragster, which we like. And on the top dragster side, it was Casey Spradlin getting the win over last year's national champ, Jeremy Hancock. Casey is a uh, 24-1 over for the win. Um, congrats to him. That is uh, his second national event, Wally. So uh, congrats to Casey Spradlin for getting the win in Top Dragster. And then on the Top Sportsman side, JP, we made history. Uh, David Quadra um, gets the win over Tyler Kahili, and David becomes the first uh, Mexican national. I believe that's uh, the best way to say that, or the correct way to say that. And he wins a national event. The very first one, I understand, um, because the president of Mexico called David to congratulate him. So that is pretty incredible stuff. That Quadra family, of course, uh, runs pro stock and, um, uh, you know, has been highly influential in that pro stock, pro mod world and um, has has done it at a lot of levels. Um, just what a competitive, great family that is. Um, so I was kind of surprised to hear that that was the, the first time they'd won a national event because I, I just assumed that they had uh, done it before. But uh, congrats to David Quadra for winning top sportsman there. He gets it done over Tyler Kahili um, and uh, becomes what I was assumed would be the first of, uh, of many uh, national event wins for uh, that group out of Mexico. Um, you know, the, the uh, Corral Boots group, uh, very, very cool dudes, and uh, congrats to that whole family. But especially, David, for getting the win in Top Sportsman in Charlotte. We'll have more for you um, in the coming episodes. We're getting down to it, so we'll have to get you updated on the points uh, races. But, um, but it won't be this week. It'll be next time on the Half Track Report.
Whoa, let's get out of the groove for just a second and talk about Drag Week that happened this week, presented by Hot Rod. Um, the uh, Hot Rod brings back Drag Week, and JP, for my money, these guys that compete in this thing are like they're real live transformers is what they are i mean they're like um you know uh these guys have built these cars to go on the street then they transform into race cars and then they turn around and they transform them back into street cars and it is in my opinion just the most amazing thing uh when it comes to drag racing is these guys that are building cars that transform in about 40 minutes every time they hit the track. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool to see the the evolution of it and the technology now. And you know, you got the dual fuel systems and these guys will jump in a laptop and change the tune to be able to run down the road and then they get to the track and they'll change it to be able to go all out and they're jacking up cars and parking lots and breaking stuff on the side of the road. I think I seen where somebody was asking, did anybody close to them have a spring compressor? Like they're out there getting ready to pull a head off and, <laughs> you know, right. change the valve on the side of the road. So it, it, it's uh, it's, it's pretty cool to look at it from that aspect. Um, the drag and drive stuff is is, is all obviously pretty awesome. I, I'd love to be able to do that one day, but I'm too caught up in the, the drag stuff right now <laughs> to be able to fool with the drive part of it. Right. Um, <laughs> right yeah there's a um i i agree with you um i kind of have it on my thing like would you know what how cool would that be to do i'm not sure that physically uh i'd be able to walk at the end of that week but i mean come on how cool would it be we should build a drag and drive factory x car <laughs> 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 well, that's an interesting thought. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, I do get it. I, I do get the allure of this. And we should say that Tom Bailey, once again, won the Unlimited class. He is kind of the king of this. He didn't set any, you know, break any of his previous records. Uh, but he did go, you know, uh, from the street to a, you know, uh, mid-six-second pass at over 200 miles an hour. So, you know, uh, nothing to sneeze at there. Um, and th- that would be interesting. I wonder if those factory X cars would be good, um, you know, good cars to put in something like this. They're obviously, they look like, um, street cars. Um, but, and you know, th- there are a couple of, a handful of different classes here, you know, like there's the unlimited, there's unlimited iron, which I think just means you have to have steel roof and quarters, but I, I don't know all the rules. Then there's this Pro Street Power Adder class, which um, it feels like maybe one of those Factory X cars would fit into. But I, I will tell you, the um, the class that has me kind of intrigued, and it, it is not the fastest one um, over this, but I think it could be could be a lot of fun to do, is the what is called the Street Machine Eliminator class. So... Um, ultimately none of the other classes are like this. They're all just average, best average time, but the street machine eliminator class, you can't go faster than a 10 second pass in the quarter mile. But on the last day, the top, I think it's 32 cars from qualifying actually run a, a bracket race. 
to win, uh, to, and then that's who wins that class at the end of the day. So you got to go all week, four days in a row, you know, driving across country, making a pass to qualify. And then on the last day, you actually run a bracket race. And they, you know, I think it's 32 cars. So they hot lap them pretty good. So you can get five passes in on that last day. But think about that going cross country, probably driving several thousand miles and then bracket racing it on the last day. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I like it a lot. And maybe someday, JP, if uh, if I, you know, I don't know, um, really, I probably would need an ibuprofen sponsor. But if I could get an ibuprofen sponsor, I think <laughs> I could run that class. And I think that would be absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, that would be cool. So listen, if anybody is out there and they want to throw some money to me and Rex so we can build one of these deals and go across <laughs> the country and then bracket race. <laughs> I mean, you know, hit us up on on, right. on the Facebook yeah, we, page. We will represent. Ooh, JP, as we hit the mile per hour cone, brother, we've got uh, exciting news. It is exciting news in the sport of drag racing. Mike Salinas goes 300 miles per hour in the eighth mile in a top fueler. He is officially the fastest man in drag racing. He went 300 miles an hour to the eighth mile. Um, that is uh, uh, Phillips Connect made a big deal about that. I think it paid him fifty grand to win, maybe more. I don't, I don't know, but he did it in Charlotte over the weekend. And how flipping cool is that for a top fielder to go three hundred miles an hour in the eighth? That is getting there fast, Rex. I, that is awesome. And I keep thinking back to when they first went to a thousand foot. And I think it was Don for Dome. They asked him, would it slow him down? And he said, nah, they'll just run them harder to the thousand foot. And right. Right. There you go. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, they, you know, it's pretty impressive. I, truthfully, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I, I'm sure there's a few fighter pilots, maybe, but I don't even think those, those fighter jets go zero to 300 miles an hour that quick. Right, I think there. I mean, Mike is probably. Man, you think there's anything? What potentially on the planet would take you zero to three hundred miles an hour? That quickly. I, I, I mean, there are people that go faster, over three hundred miles an hour, but I don't know if there's anybody that goes. Yeah, not, faster, not quicker. In, that, in that in that time frame. I don't think there's anything. Honestly, I don't that I know of. I mean, is he the fastest man on the planet? Is that is that what it is right now? I mean, is that I mean that fastest man to the eighth mile on the planet? Right, right, right. It's incredibly impressive. It's um, it's got to be, you know, physically taxing on your body to do that. And uh, not that those top field guys, you know, aren't used to that. But um, my guess is even he knew, man, this thing's on a run. Right, this thing's on a run when that thing took off. I mean, he had to know that. And congrats to the whole Scrappers crew. Uh, they they do a, a really nice job. And congrats to Mike Salinas. All right, JP, let's bring this thing back in. Let's take a peek in the other lane. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's take the stripe. There it is. Uh, that's the show, and it is time to pull the shoots on episode number 124. 
And there it is. There's the wind light and the sweet, sweet sound of our girl, Gloria. Uh, Laura Brannigan singing her heart out. Um, man, so, so good. Yeah. JP, we had a good week this week, did we not? I mean, we had amazing stuff. Yeah, it was a great episode, man. A lot of great news, great guests on this week. So, um, looking forward to getting this one out. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a good. First of all, uh, Jamie Fowler, unbelievable, great, great guest. I can. I'm very excited to have him back on already. Um, Podcast certified. We haven't done that in a while. That's really cool stuff. Um, obviously crazy stuff going on in the world in our country but it's it's kind of all balanced out it's all balanced out by what's going on in the drag racing world so i mean there we have it yeah when you i don't know about you Russ, but when i get to the track and i'm just riding around before we race or whatever kind of checking things out on the golf cart or just hanging out at my pits and i'm just like yeah, this is it, man. This is just <laughs> where you need to be, and everything just kind of, you know, gets in perspective. Yeah, and I, I agree 100%. Um, we were at, um, and I might have said this earlier, but we pulled into Maple Grove early this year, and um, it was about as peaceful, like I was calm as I've ever been. Like I, you know, um, I can get on the chip sometimes. I mean, I've been accused at idling at 75 miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> I, w- I was calm when I pulled in there, so I get it 100%. But, uh, hey, guys, girls, do us a favor. Leave us a review on iTunes and or SoundCloud. Um, it helps. I don't know why. I just know it does. So say something. It doesn't matter. Just say anything. It helps the cause. Uh, but we had a great guest this week. Jamie was unbelievable. Uh, man, we had the world's fastest man. We have drag week. We have the best thing that happened, you know, to drag race in a long time. Donnie Hagar. And, um, man, really, really good stuff. So give us a comment. Just helps the cause a little bit. Appreciate you. Uh, but until next time, I hope you enjoyed it. Keep the rubber side down. And travel safe. And don't forget, October 6th through the 8th, Maryland International Raceway Supercharger Showdown. If you can make it, we'd love to have you. Come on out. That was awesome uh, interview with uh, Jamie Fowler. He's an overcomer. I love that story. That was a great thing. Can't wait to have him back on again sometime soon. Uh, uh, kind of amazing, right? I mean, uh, and I, I joke about uh, complaining about my ills sometimes, and we all do, right? We have aches and pains, but man, it puts things in perspective for sure. And um, man, uh, give that guy a lot of credit. 
for doing what he did at an extremely high level. And now that he's certified, um, he's podcast certified, hopefully we'll have him back for, uh, you know, from time to time to have him talk. So uh, exciting stuff and really, really pretty impressive, don't you think? It was awesome. That was a good time. What a great episode. There was a lot of stuff to cover, that's for sure. Today's episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on earth using the fastest motorsport on earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing.